Welcome to the One Stiletto in the Gray podcast with your hosts, Sonny Ormond and Jane Jane. Well, hello, darlings. Welcome to our last podcast of the season, and we're going out in style, fashion style. We are feeling somewhere over the rainbowish with our guest today, Kettlewell Colour Queen Melissa Nicholson. Dorothy delivers her usual homily, Jamie talks first aid, and guffaws at Sunny's medical faux pas. Sunny talks CPR and goes wild with garlic. <laughs> Here's Jamie. Hi everybody and welcome to the podcast. Today we have been thinking about business and particular running businesses in the countryside of which there's quite a lot in Ambridge isn't there? Yeah yeah that is an awful lot actually when you start to think about it a huge amount isn't there Um, and you can sort of divide it up a bit into groups uh, really maybe sort of posh end like you know there's Lower Loxley Hall isn't there and, and the yeah. Grey Gables and, and they're constantly having to sort of rethink all the time about new ways of bringing in income aren't they uh, which well, they know, Grey, are. Gables, Grey Gables at the minute is being completely refurbished um, and so on um, and then but then you've got places like um, Ambridge Hall and Brookfield doing their B&B I mean Brookfield yeah. particularly this is a very new business isn't it that they're it is. that they're starting up uh, what else have we got, Jamie? Well, we've got Amside, um, darling, Lillian's Amside business, property development. That? Of course, yeah. yes. Which she's, which she's obviously, they're, they're running from that location in Ambridge, the countryside location. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and then, then we've got... Go on. No, you go. You go. <gasps> okay. Uh, mm. Then there's all the entrepreneurial stuff isn't there like Natasha's business which I never actually really understand what it is she does <laughs> I don't know if you do I've kind of well, forgotten yeah it's sort of isn't it called summer orchard or something it is isn't but it? isn't it but what yeah. is it well I think it's it's as I understand it I think she's she's obviously been quite entrepreneurial all her life because I think she started out doing something else but it's basically selling fruit drinks I think to oh. Whole food restaurants and things like that, and she's done incredibly well. I think, as I understand it, I think that's oh, what that's about. Okay. And she's done incredibly well. Well, quite I thought quickly. it. I thought it was makeup. So that goes to show how much attention <laughs> I've been paying. To well, say. I think, I think she did. I think that's what she started out doing. Right. And then she did. Then she developed this 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 other business. Um, right. And, oh. and, and maybe the most recent one there is Ian in his pizza van. Ian's pizza van. I know that's a bit of a change, isn't it, from being the chef at Grey Gables to running a pizza van, but he seems yeah. to like it. It fits in yeah. better with childcare as well. And of course, yeah. Bridge Farm, home of doom and gloom, is um, <laughs> it's very entrepreneurial, isn't it? What with it is. the um, uh, the cheese the, and the, the cheese sausages. And the dairy window, which seems to be dairy causing quite a furore, doesn't it? It um, does. But yeah, I mean, constantly, uh, any business, whether it's Ambridge or real life, I mean, you... You know, you're having to think all the time about how you can improve your income and 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 just develop the brand. Um, yeah. And uh, and in fact, our guest today knows all about rural businesses because uh, she left London 17 years ago to move to the countryside and started a clothing business with her husband. She's Melissa Nicholson, the managing director of Kettlewell Colours, a name you listeners might recognise uh, because they've been one of our sponsors in this season. Thank you very much. And welcome, Melissa. Hello, and thank you for the welcome. I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. Well, it's lovely to have you. So, so t- Oh, God, <laughs> We're interrupting each other. We're doing this so, all the time. We're, we're so, so eager excited. to talk to you. We're so oh, eager to talk to you. It's all too much, too much, yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> uh, tell us about how you started the business, Melissa. 
Well, um, so my husband and I um, lived in London for about 20 years and we had two young daughters and I just personally felt that it was time to move back to our roots. So we both grew up in the Southwest and I just think with these two daughters, I didn't want to be in London anymore. We'd had our fun and it was a case of thinking, well, what are we going to do? Neither of our jobs were um, really applied to the sort of countryside. So um, I, I, I've just been so passionate about colour since having my colours done. Um, and I said to John, I wish we could do something in colour. So anyway, after um, a couple of bottles of wine, one <laughs> evening, <laughs> we decided to start a mail order business in the southwest. And um, so uh, we did our research, had a look, uh, thought we would work with the colour consultants. We, we realised there were quite a few dotted around the countryside. And we thought, well, if we could sort of tie in with them, um, that being our route to market, perhaps we could make it work. So we um, left London with our two um, daughters and moved down to Somerset, which is where John's parents were living. And um, we met up with these farmers and we asked if they had any space for an office and they provided us with a pig shed, which we converted <laughs> into an office space. So very, very rural, in the middle of nowhere, um, with fields all around us, beautiful views. Um, we set about um, ordering our, our styles, looking at the colors that we were going to produce. Um, and I must say, this is actually 18 years ago and there was no internet. We had to dial up to get broadband. Mm. Do you remember those funny noises it used yeah. to make to dial yeah. up? So it was, you know, the, the, the whole kind of marketplace was incredibly different then. I think if we'd started now, we would probably have overanalyzed it and thought, you know, mm. that would have been too big a jump. But I think at the time we were quite naive and we thought, yes, why not? Johnny Bowden can run a mail order business, well, mm. you know, let's give it a go. So mm. that's what we did. And you did. And, and for any of the listeners who might not um, be aware of, of, of a colour chart in terms of clothing, you yes. said, I had my colours done. Can yes. you just explain what that means, Melissa? Yes. OK, so I'm actually going to start with John's mother because mm. um, she was the one who started the trend for us as a family. So she had her colours done back in the... Um, early 80s which and what what happened was um, she went to this lady from house of color who literally draped her with scarves to identify which were the colors that made her look bright and fresh and youthful and which were the colors to avoid ie those colors that made her sallow gave her you know shadows where she didn't want them etc and um, and then they identified a palette for her which they called winter so it's, it's, a, it's a little bit confusing. Let's, let's call it the winter palette. And the, in the winter palette, there are colors like black and white and gray and navy as your neutrals. But then there's these bursts of jewel brights, bright red, fuchsia, royal blue and royal purple. Um, so she set about wearing those colors. And people literally said to her, oh my goodness, Margaret, what have you, where have you been? What have you done? Do you look amazing? So it was really transformational for her. So she then told um, 
kept saying to my husband, oh, darling, I think you're uh, spring, I think you're a summer. And he got so annoyed by it that he, <laughs> he actually said, oh, mom, just give it to me for my birthday. So 18 years old, he went off to have his colors done. Wow. So he went off to another consultant in London who put the drapes around him and identified him as a summer. Well, it continued because then he said to me, oh, I think you're, I think you're an autumn, I think you're, and I was like, oh, well, I need to know, what am I? So I went off to the same lady and had mine done. And I think the difference for me was that when the drapes were put around me, I, I mean, I'd been living in black, I worked in a fashion company in London, I just wore black, it was the uniform. Mm. And she put these colours on me and I suited all these light and bright colours, which I probably had worn as a child, I probably had a few pieces, but I, I don't know, they got lost in the wardrobe. And I just felt this energy, I just felt so excited by it that I said to the consultant, um, I, I want to go and buy this apple green right now, where can I buy it? <laughs> and, um, and she said, oh, you'll have to wait till the springtime. You won't be able to find your colours in the middle of the winter. And this is November. And I'm thinking, well, that's ridiculous. Why can't I go and find my colours? Now, remembering there wasn't really any internet. There weren't really any mail order companies. People didn't shop online. I didn't even have a mobile phone, if you can believe it. Mm -hmm. um, so you had to sort of literally walk up and down the high street to find your colours. And I literally couldn't find them. So that's what gave me the, the idea um, for mm. starting a business where we could sell colors for everybody, whether you're black or white or whatever your age, just in um, simple, basic t-shirts or a scarf so that you could get the color all year round. Any color you wanted, all year round. And that's really the reason. I just hope that there were other people like me who would love to wear their colors. When you've seen how good they look on you, you just, you know, you just want to start wearing them. Mm. So there's a real kind of impact of wearing different colours on our on our mental health and well-being, really. Oh, definitely, definitely, because it's like coming home when you wear when you wear the colours that belong to you. You just feel good. You receive compliments, and that that makes you feel positive, and that you know that gives you confidence, and it sort of brings out the joie de vie, makes mm. you sort of feel alive um, and authentic. I mean, we've had customers who've come back to us after um, attending an interview and saying, you know, I wore my raspberry top <laughs> to the interview, um, was compliment on, complimented on it, and I got the job. You know, we've had that more than, I'd say, you know, probably about five or six times we've had customers who've sent feedback like that. And, um, and I think it just, it just makes you feel really good about yourself. It's sort, of, it's sort of celebrating you as yourself rather than trying to fit in and be somebody else, if you know what I mean. Because, mm. I mean, like my colors happen to be sort of very bright and fresh and warm. Mm. Uh, I happen to, I personally believe it supports your personality or it's linked mm. to your personality because mm. I think to wear those colors like my colors which are very sort of bright and poppy you know you have to be quite extrovert and quite fun loving and mm. and I feel like you know I mean I love a party I'm, and I like you know I'm, you know I am quite outgoing so I think the colors do reflect me mm. uh, whereas you know my husband is a summer and his colors are more soft and muted so if you imagine the sun is bleaching the landscape and you've got you know fields of uh, lavender and lovely English summer country gardens it's sort of softened mm -hmm. and his personality is definitely he doesn't want the limelight 
you know, he's strong, but he just wants to stand back. So I come forward and he just stands in the background a little bit. You know, he's, I don't want to make him sound like he's not very strong. He's no, definitely no. assertive, yeah. but he just doesn't want to be out in the front. And his colors represent that. They're just more soft, they're softer and he wears them in a more tonal way than I do. I'm kind of bright and splashy and hello, I'm here. <laughs> so um, yeah, and no, I do think it's, um, it works together, the personality and the colours. It's interesting what you're saying because yellow is, is, is a colour that I, I love. I mean, we can talk more, more about the, the, the colour in a minute, but it just reminds me of a situation many years ago when I was in rep, repertory theatre uh, as an actor, and mm -hmm. we were doing a play called Hedda Gabler, uh, and I was playing um, uh, this character who was a friend of, of Hedda Gabler's, and the designer at the time, who was a very good uh, costume designer, said, Sonny, because it's all period wear mm. there, she said, I've got this idea she said I'd love to see this particular character in in a kind of yellow but she said the thing is yellow doesn't suit a lot of people she said I've got to be really really careful and I remember her putting these kind of swatches of different shades mm. of yellow against me she said my goodness did these really suit you <laughs> and it's so interesting that because it, it's not a very bright vibrant yellow I mean the listeners can't see me today I'm actually in a in a yellow top now but it, it's more of a paler lemony mm -hmm. kind of, mm -hmm. uh, yes. of of lemon but Really what I wanted to say was she designed this beautiful costume for me and I can still see it very much in my mind's eye and I just felt so good when yes. I was wearing it on stage. Yes. So it was kind of an accidental discovery uh, about yes. yellow, but yes. I do love it as a colour. But interesting that she said not many, I don't know if this is so, but she said, it's funny, yellow isn't a colour that many people can actually uh, get away with, which I thought was quite interesting at the time. Well, that's, yeah. it's a very good point, actually. Um, there are, I mean, everybody can wear every colour it's just what shade it is. It's yes. like interesting, you were saying, oh, this yes. is a very light, soft yellow. Mm. I mean, you can get acid yellow, neon yellow, mustard yellow, bright sunshine yellow, mm. you know, primrose yellow. You know, mm. there's just every shade of yellow you can imagine. And it's all about finding the right one because yellow, we think of yellow as a warm color, but even with yellow, you can add blue and it can cool it down. And, it, and it's about finding um, the right warmth mm. for your skin tone. So for me, I've got a very warm skin tone and actually yellow is my favorite color. I love yellow, it oh, loves me back. So I yes. can wear a lot of yellows. Yes. Um, but for somebody else who's got cool skin tone, it's a more tricky color for them because they'll need to, it'll need to be really quite a cool yellow like for instance an acid yellow or i mean a, a, a cool soft primrose um perhaps but it yeah but i mean everyone can quite often people say oh i can't wear red i mean everybody can wear red it's mm. just whether you engage with it does it feel too strong for your personality mm. i mean there's mm. so i could talk endlessly about color there's so many layers to it it's yes. it's the most fascinating subject yeah yeah um, as we get older mm. i think once my hair went, well, I call it white. It's grey. Let's face it, and <laughs> and I, you know, my skin tones changed as I've got older. I think I, for a while, I lost my way with colour because what had suited me before, it suddenly didn't. Um, it, and for instance, I had to make a change from gold jewellery to silver jewellery, yeah, because gold suddenly looked really peculiar. Is that yeah. something that that you've come across with, with people getting older and? Leading something Definitely. different? Yes. I mean, um, 
Personally, I think that your, your palate, your seasonal palate, doesn't change because, like I was saying, I believe it's linked to your personality. You know, it starts within, you know, it's who you are and how you're going to, how you're dressing that. However, within your palette, your, the colors that you suit will change over the years because as your skin fades and your hair changes color, um, th things are changing. So you will wear, you know, colors differently. And I think also the journey of life. I mean, as you're going through life, um, different experiences, you know, in your 20s, you may, you may feel very shy and you want to wear kind of like a, the softer end of your palette. And as you get older, you know, with your wisdom, you want to, you know, you feel more confident, so you want to wear stronger colors. It depends on your experience, I think. But with, for you, obviously, your hair changing color, that's a massive one. For, I mean, a lot of our customers really struggle with that. They say, what do I wear when my hair goes gray? I mean, you should still suit the same palette, but you will notice the shift. So, for instance, uh, let's say when you were, you know, when you had your natural coloured hair, um, perhaps, you know, you really suited, um, you know, maybe bright red really mm -hmm. suited you. And then as you've got older, you don't quite connect with it. And actually, uh, perhaps you're going to suit the, more of the blues in your palette. You know, you can change like that, but it wouldn't suddenly mean that you're going to suit mustard for instance, because mm. that mm. would be in another palette. Yeah. So I think it's really finding the colors that, that support you at the time in your life. And I think that's where, and I think actually as we get older, we sometimes feel invisible. You know, you sort of think as I'm getting older, perhaps um, I'll wear softer colors mm. so I can blend in because I don't want to shout about things. And I think it's the reverse. I think as you get older, just think of all that wisdom you know, we need to be in focus. We need to be sharing that with the next generations coming up. So therefore, we, we should embrace color more as we get older and put the colors back in. So if your skin is fading, well, let's, let's wear a brighter color to lift it. Let's wear some lovely pop of lipstick, you know. Mm. So mm. Mm. it's about being brave, isn't it? And uh, I mean, you know, there is color therapists, aren't there? There are color therapists, yes. aren't there? You know, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, color is so important. And even in our homes, you know, you suddenly decide to paint a, maybe a, a room slightly differently. You think, oh, let's, let's, you know, put, put, I mean, we've got a very maroon uh, wall actually in our lounge, but I love it. It, it yes. sort of is, is, is invigorating, you know, in some way. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because I think <clears throat> the, the, the things that maybe we need as life yes. goes on are yes. changing mood changing or whatever. Changing all the time. Uh, that, and that's very interesting what you say about your house because I think if you perhaps if you haven't found the colors in your wardrobe they'll pop up somewhere in your house you'll probably mm, paint yes. your kitchen a certain color it, it, it will come out a color that you love will come out somewhere interesting maybe it's the car yes. that you choose yeah. Um, yeah. you know it's there you know <laughs> yeah. we, we we instinctively know our colors we just get a little bit lost along the way mm. um you know, it starts with our mothers dressing us in certain clothes and then you're yes, going shopping with a friend and she says, oh, that looks lovely on you. What she means is, that's, that's, I like that colour because it suits me. Yeah. You know, and then you get a partner and they say, oh, yes, choose this colour. You know, so we kind of get lost and then fashion, obviously. Yes. You know, you got go along that journey. So it's, I think yeah. it's really important to sort of come back and actually understand, well, which are my colours? What does, what does mm. suit me? Because it, 
everybody would find it supportive. And most people, most of our customers say, why didn't I have it? Why didn't I understand my colours sooner? Mm. I wished I'd known sooner. Mm. Mm. So how does your, because you've got oh, so many colours, you know, yes. basic t-shirts, so many colours, for instance. How does your website help us to choose the colour, the right colour for us? Okay, so the starting point, we've got a, a colour quiz. Right. So if you go onto the website and you know nothing about colour, um, I think that's a really good starting point. You can go and do the colour quiz. And it's, it's obviously a quiz can't be 100% accurate, but it starts you thinking about it and probably will just, I mean, it's for a lot of people, it just gets them in the right palette. It gets them closer because they'll go, oh, I hate that colour. So immediately they push away from that. But So I think that's a good starting point. And then once you've done the colour quiz, then you go and have a look at our filters. We've got some amazing filters. We've got one called um, Shop by Colour. And you can set, so let's say you come out of the quiz as a spring, you can go into the filler, filters and you can just put spring and only the colours for spring will come up. Right. So you can see what that palette looks like. And then let's say you want yellow. I'm going to have that spring yellow. You press the the yellow button and all the styles available in that yellow come up and then you can go through and shop for that yellow right that's so. really that's really clever and um and is there a facility to have a more in-depth uh, yes. color assessment so then we have because we're still working with uh, a lot of color stylists um, we've actually got um, a directory on our website so you can find somebody in your area to go and visit and then have a personal in-depth colour analysis um, which is really exciting and then the um, our, our news here is I've always wanted to have physical space where I can get customers to come to us so um, what we're doing here we're we've got um, we've actually moved from the pig shed by the way uh, <laughs> oh. we're, we're st it's still very rural still in the middle of nowhere we're in um, near Chard in Cricket St Thomas uh, but it's a beautiful space lovely countryside all around us um, but we've got um, a new building uh, where we're going to be offering workshops and personal styling sessions because I find that when, once people have discovered their palette they don't quite know what to do with it and mm. it's like sometimes you'll see people going to shops with their swatches and going does is that the right match mm. so what we're trying to do is then to help people so that's the next stage so we're going to be inviting customers here and we're going to be helping them understand about color combinations how to dress for your color for your lifestyle you know what it looks like in real life oh that's really exciting yeah I'm, I'm booking a place <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes really please calm it, down i would love to i mean yes, it, just no, sounds it's, it sounds absolutely fascinating because it's it's taking it you know on different levels isn't it yes. you, you, it's like peeling an onion yes you're going deep yes. into it oh, yes which is is wonderful what one of the interesting things i i i, I think is that uh, you say that colors sell differently in different parts of the world is that right yes now i actually discovered this when i was working um in my previous role in London, uh, because I used to do this mar marketing for this fashion design company, and I'd get all the the rankings of the styles for all the different countries, and I would I would notice, for instance, yellow would sell in Sweden, but then not in Japan, and then I would notice that um, like a lot of the blues sold in the different countries, and then I thought, oh, and there's this jade green, this sort of emerald turquoise. Now, why does that sell across? 
That's, that seemed to sell everywhere. But another type of green would only sell in, like a sort of mossy green would only sell in the UK. Do you know what I mean? So I was mm. noticing things and mm. I'm thinking, this is interesting. And so when I had my color analysis, not only did I did it spark the idea for a business, but I also then got all the designers to have their colors done. And we tried to, tried to understand what was happening here. So now that I know more, I realize it's because of the skin tones in those countries. Ah, right. So right. if you think about sort of, a, you know, we think of Swedes as being quite fair, yeah. you know, and probably there are a lot of springs who yeah. were attracted to the yellows, whereas in mm. Japan, uh, you know, they're going to have quite a cool skin tone, so the yellows right. are not going to feel so comfortable. And this mm. jade green is one, it's, now I understand that it's, it's almost universal. It sits in most palettes and most people can wear it. Whereas if you go into a moss green, we've added a lot of yellow and therefore it's, a, it's actually quite a country color. I think mm. of it as quite a sort of British, you know, I think in Ambridge, there'd be quite a lot of people wearing their, <laughs> yes. their moss greens. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you have a collaboration with Prue Leith, who is just like such an icon for older women for oh, how she wears yes. colour. How, yes. how did that come about? Well, it was, it was actually, if I'm being really honest, it was, we made a mistake. Um, <laughs> we, d <laughs> uh, we didn't realise she was um, a customer because obviously her stylist was buying for her. Oh, of course. And then one of the girls in the office spotted her in one of our jackets and ah. posted a picture of her. And you're not supposed right. to do that. We, you know, we didn't realize. Mm -hmm. So we put our hands up and said, oh, we're really sorry when her PR lady mm -hmm. came to us. And then she said, well, however, Prue loves Kettlewell. And she would, she wondered whether you'd like to do a collaboration. And we went, oh, yes, please. Amazing. So I, I, I um, have been very lucky. I've been working with her stylist when we produced, um, well, for autumn, winter, we've got some new designs coming up that, um, you know, for Prue that I've worked mm. on. For spring, summer, we'd already started the season, so we just had one style that was designed for Prue. Um, so we've got this wonderful collaboration of style, because she, honestly, she lives color, she celebrates color, she embraces it wholeheartedly. She's absolutely wonderful. So it makes sense, this collaboration, completely. Um, and I, um, oh, I was lucky enough to go to her house to do the photo shoot. And um, I mean, I don't know if you know how old she is, but I think no. I'm allowed to say, but anyway, she's 83. Is she really? Wow. And, you know, I'm used to doing photo shoots with the models and, you know, we may take sort of 25 shots a day on models and that's yeah. their profession. Mm. Well, Prue did 26 shots in one day. Wow. And she was doing a one woman show she was on tour. <laughs> so she was doing that. She did our shoot. And, and so anyway, there was one moment where we were sitting next to each other for a, 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 a picture together. And I said to her, I said, Prue, I don't know how you do this. I mean, what's your secret? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I love life. I love my husband. I love a glass of wine. I love my food and I love color. And I, and I just thought, there you go. Wow. There's somebody who is totally embracing life and embracing yeah. color. 
She's mm. absolutely mm. wonderful lady. Yes, and very connected, isn't she? Because I, it's interesting that you mentioned about her One Woman show because, uh, you know, that I'm amazed. And she's absolutely... Because it takes a huge amount of energy. Mm. But obviously that is exactly what she has. And that's what you pinpointed when yeah. she did when she did the shoot. And she does look yeah. fantastic. She uh, does. And on your site, you know, I, 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 I've seen some of the pictures in the shoot. Amazing. But she's very much in the moment, isn't she? She she's is. very present. She's very she present. is. No, mm. I really... I just... That day, and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, she was serving us lunch, and she came round with ice creams, and she... I mean, her, her, her stylist kept saying, now, Prue, will you go and rest now? But she just had... She, and, then she, and the next minute, she's saying, would anyone like a book signed? And, and I said, oh, my, my son's about to turn 18, and he adores you. So we went mm. off to the office, and she signed a book for him. I mean, the energy is unbelievable. Mm. Wow. Mm. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Well, speaking of women of um, who are getting a bit older but who have fantastic style, what would you? What sort of colours do you imagine Lillian wearing? <laughs> oh. Well, this is this is really interesting actually because now that I can see you, Sunny, and yeah. I've met you, you're so different <laughs> yes, to I Lillian. Know. Sorry to I, disappoint you. Melissa. I know, no, not at all. <laughs> but um, no, because for me, I mean, Lillian. She feels so sort of glamorous and romantic, and not to say that you're not, but no, 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 no. Um, you know. And I see, you know, sort of lots of jewelry, yeah. and you know, a, a sort of yeah, dressed up. I, I can't see her in jeans at all. Mm-hmm. I see her very much sort of dressed up, and um, probably in the winter palette, so mm-hmm. fuchsias and purple. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's what that's the sort of image yeah. I had was this sort of very glamorous, quite smart lady. Yes, yes. I think I think you're right. I mean, in my in, in certainly in my head, playing her absolutely. You know, wherever she goes, um, yeah. you know, she is dressed even probably when she's riding. You know, and she yes. will have the best of absolutely, absolutely. everything, and she'll always yes. be made up. Her hair will be, always. you know, always. You know, she would never walk out the door without looking glamorous in in, exactly. in whatever that's, way. That's exactly what I see. Yes, yeah. always the makeup, the lipstick. That's right. She's gonna have Ab- the lipstick. Absolutely, on. and yeah. always smelling of perfume. And, yes, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. There's the, the, there's all of that. I mean, I've I've often thought about the colour myself. I mean, I think for me, and and the winters again, I suppose are very positive colours, are they? Yes, Melissa, is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, I yes. think she is. She's very. They've been pretty powerful colours. She is, and she's she's quite forthright, isn't she? Yes, quite sort of absolutely. definite. And, yes, and I think those colours, that palette represents that. I mean, you know, they're sort of. I think of the winters as taking charge. Um, mm. You often see mm. them as leaders. Um, I mean, this is quite funny, actually. My, so I've got three children. And because my husband's very cool skin toned, I'm very warm skin toned, we've got a bit of a mix with our children. So uh, so my daughters, my eldest daughter's a winter. And even when she was little, honestly, she was always in charge. She was always the one <laughs> who would say, right, this is what we're going to do. Yes. <laughs> you know, for the age of six. Uh, and that's how I see sometimes yeah. the winters. And I think Lillian mm-hmm. is quite like that. She's quite bold. She's quite a Definitely. bold character, isn't she? Definitely. Mm-hmm. De- absolutely. Oh, that's so interesting. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? be fun to go through all the characters in the yes. <laughs> 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 colour palette but um no really interesting (laughs) thank you so much melissa i'm really sorry that times we we've kept you longer than we said and it's just been so fascinating we could go on for another hour couldn't we sunny we certainly could yeah 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 thank you so much and yeah. your site is fantastic. I mean, for anybody, oh. you know, out there, please uh, go. Can I just ask, where did Kettlewell mm. come from, mm. the name? The name. Oh, it's my maiden name. Ah. It's, yes, it's a, it's a village up in Yorkshire, actually. 
Um, oh. Yeah, so when my husband and I were deciding a name for the business and I was thinking of all these lovely colours and he was saying, oh no, if I'm going to work in this, I need a sensible name, it's got to be one of our surnames. And we just thought Kettlewell was a little bit more quirky than Nicholson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clever, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, and do and, and let us know, you know, when you decide to expand and we can all yeah. come and visit you and yeah. you can give us, you know, that would yes. be fantastic. Please yes, well from September we're open. Oh right, from September. And, yes. Brilliant. First so we September. Just... And actually if you do want to follow us, I mean we have a Facebook group called the Cattlewell Colour Club and any news of events will be posted in there. And actually that's a fantastic space if you're frightened of colour and don't know where to start because our customers are posting their Kettlewell products and some of them are, I mean, honestly, they're just, they're experts. They just wear colour beautifully. And mm -hmm. so it's quite a good place to see how to do colour. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. No, thank, thank you. you for having me. I've loved it. I can talk about colour all day long. <laughs> thank you. And it's so fascinating. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, thank you. Gosh, well, that was a really fascinating chat, wasn't it? And in a very strange coincidence with us just having chatted with Melissa, Dorothy, our lovely Dorothy, has a story about a woman called Melissa. Um, and I wonder what colour palette Dorothy would be, Janie. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. Maroon and custard, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, Dor Dorothy's Melissa is yeah. the vicar's wife, yeah. and as you'll hear, she is very definitely a woman of style and substance. Now, listeners, I don't always see eye to eye with the vicar. He's too well-meaning, if you ask me. He's got a very wet handshake, and I suspect him of voting liberal. Fortunately, his wife Melissa's as tough as shoe leather. Some youngster tried to pinch a handbag outside Morrison's and she fractured his housey father without stopping to draw breath. I had no idea they were breakable, but apparently they are. It went down like a Dr. Dre's horse and she dialed 999 while Phyllis from the checkout emptied two bags of ice cubes in his groin. Melissa flipped him over with the tip of her Kurt Geigers and just stood there with her left foot planted firmly in his buttocks until the police arrived. There was a, a lot of argy-bargy with her wanting him arrested for theft and him saying he'd been trying to tell her she'd dropped a purse and that she should be arrested for groinal damage. But as Phyllis said, his trousers were tight to start with and things were swelling at an alarming rate. So the police decided to drop all charges and get him to A&E before his jeans exploded. Cause the vicar goes to visit him in hospital, and as if there aren't enough undesirables in the congregation, he only persuades this hooligan to come to church once his diddly doos on the mend. Only he doesn't think to mention that he's related to the victim. Oh, well, it was bad luck that the Sunday he turned up, the Mother's Union were giving a presentation called Fifty Aids to Pray, and Melissa was striding about before the service with a few props, including a horsewhip and a pair of handcuffs. But we never did find out how to use them in prayer, because the lad took one look at her, fainted, and knocked himself out on the font on the way down. While the congregation were wondering what to do, the vestry doors opened and the choir started processing in. Oh, they're an ill-disciplined rabble at the best of times, and as they turned up the aisle to find an unconscious man bleeding profusely from a head wound, some of them went to pieces. Well, luckily, lanky Lawrence, the choir master, noticed what was going on and took control. 
He's a strange man. Six foot six and bowls from the Vauxhall end, if you know what I mean. But anyway, he dropped to his knees and started doing CPR. Unfortunately, he starts singing Staying Alive to keep himself in rhythm and the choir assume it's a change to the advertised hymn and join in with well, what was quite a spirited rendition in the circumstances. By the time the vicar and the church wardens reached the aisle, they had to fight their way past a bloodstained floor on what looks like a badly dressed Bee Gees tribute band. The vicar had to shout his sermon over the two teams of paramedics and the whole service was a washout. Three cheers for Lanky Lawrence. (laughs) Yeah. Now, of course, in the unlikely event we ever need to give CPR, Helen Burrows, and I think also Angela Barnes, taught us that instead of staying alive, we can use the Archer's theme tune instead. You're right, it was Angela Barnes, wasn't it? God, I hope I'd never have to do that. Have have you ever done a first aid course to learn it, Sonny? Uh, No, no, I haven't, actually. Um, I I, I did... um, have to learn how to do CPR though uh, years and years and years ago uh, I was in a play called Abigail's Party uh, and I played a character called Ange and she was a nurse and uh, or supposedly a nurse and at the end of the play one of the other characters um, in the uh, in the show has a heart attack and she has to do CPR I do remember I do remember all that and being worried to death that I was going to hurt it was this lovely actor called David that I, when I was sort of you know pounding on his chest that I was going to hurt him but yes I, I do I do remember that's a long time ago but 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 have you uh, had had to uh, learn it I did do a both Nick first and I aid. did a first aid course um actually when we first started to look after the grandkids we thought we'd take ourselves off and do a Red Cross yeah. course and uh, we also got elderly mothers as well. My mother was alive at the time, so we just thought it'd be handy. But that must have been really hard, Sonny, because CPR, you've got to learn how to do it so it looks convincing. Mm-hmm. But but you can, if you're doing it properly, you probably will crack ribs. Yeah, 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 that was it. And, and I do remember, um, in fact, I had to make it look as though the pressure was actually going down on David. But in fact, the pressure was coming up into my arms. So it was <sighs> I, it was quite exhausting. I do remember remember that because I, I looked like I was putting the effort down there. But in fact, it was coming up and it was really quite hard work on, on my arms uh, at the time. How long uh, did you have to do it for? Well, for quite a while. Would it, I can't remember. It's such a long time ago now. But for however long, I mean you know, it would take for somebody to to come back to life, uh, really. So, yeah, there were quite a few compressions, quite a few. Um, it was quite hard work. It was a highlight of the show, you know, to resist with Abigail's girl's party. But, um, yeah, but, but, but not um, first aid. Was it quite intensive, the course? It was a one-day course. Um, okay. Which, uh, just just locally, it was it was very good. It covered all, all sorts of stuff, but... Really need to do it every year because I can't. Yeah, I can't you can't remember, remember these things, can you? No. That's the problem. No, um, no. You... I could. I can remember the choking bit just about, but that's all I can remember. Mm. Mm. So and, and I... is is that way? Is it is it called? Is it Brangston Hicks or something? If somebody, am I right? Have I got no, that name right? No, it's what, Heinrich. No, Bra- Braxton Hi- Hicks. Is, what's that? Braxton Hicks is when you're pregnant and oh, you yes, have those right. preparatory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, contractions. Yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how funny! How funny! Yeah. So, so yeah. If you're if you're struggling on the pavement and some woman 
pushes everyone else aside and says, I can do the Braxton Hicks manoeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you're in trouble. I think I'd better stay away from a first aid. Don't go to come to Sunny. Terrible things can happen to you. Oh, that's so funny, Janie. Oh, fuck. Oh, my Very goodness good. gracious me. Yeah, well, but... there you go, you see. <laughs> I'm not safe to be around. <laughs> Oh, oh God. speaking of show, you've just been up north, haven't you? To, in fact, you've been oh, up dear. to Northwich to oh, lovely dear. Susie Osborne to yes, do a show up there. Our lovely Susie, who has been a, a guest on, on the podcast, hasn't she? Yes, she yeah. runs the Northwich Literature Festival and um, she hasn't really been running it for a few years because of COVID and, and she's back now. Um, How was uh, your trip? Did you... It was it was it was okay, you know. It's up that M six, yeah. <laughs> which it, it, there's lots of roadworks and traffic queues and and so on. It it wasn't brilliant, but it was okay. We got there. We had a very lovely weekend and the sun shone, and uh, a very nice audience. So yeah, it was lovely. And of course, I'm a Cheshire gal. I come yeah. from Cheshire, as we shared before, and so I've got lots of friends and relatives up there as well. So it was nice to kind of catch up with people after you know a long period of time. But yeah, it was. Um, it, it it was it was a very nice weekend. It was nice to be working. Nice to be doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I couldn't come up and see it, but I was doing whatever it was I was doing that weekend. It was manic. I can't think. I think it was probably childcare, wasn't it? It usually is. Usually, but but you've done work there as well. I mean, you've done. I did your lovely Dorothy show, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That you and wrote I, for me there. And you've done your own show there. I've done my own show up there as well. It's a it's a lovely, lovely, lovely literary festival probably mm. will have finished won't it by the time this goes out but mm. uh, honestly it's so well organized such lovely people fantastic audiences mm. definitely i want to get up there next year as a you know as an audience member to to see something northwich literary festival mm. go mm. and see it mm. Mm. um and we're going to take a bit of a break now aren't we for the summer yeah we are we are um because we we've we're, we're both quite busy with other commitments mm. and things and and whilst we we really love doing this it's the preparation um it yeah. takes a little bit of while research and things but that's not to say we ain't going to be back uh no we are going to be back uh we'll definitely be back um we'll probably do something a bit different next season i think which is not to put one out every week mm. but to put them out as and when so probably maybe mm. a few more but spaced apart mm. uh, but we mm. have got some very exciting ideas for guests I, i'm not going to say who they are just mm. in case we can't get them mm. um but um yeah we've got some really 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 exciting ideas for people that we think we can get on the show which mm. i think you'll all enjoy mm. and and so really they're going to be like specials aren't they uh, yeah. i guess um you know, and and if there was anybody in particular that maybe you would like us to chat to, uh, to yeah. do with Ambridge or the Archers, do do, do email in or let, let us know Twitter whatever, uh, and we will you know do what we can to 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 get them on the show. That's really helpful. Yeah, please do that. It's always really great to hear from people, and mm. um, if you subscribe, if you hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, then when we do put the next one out you'll get a message from your podcast supplier to say once less in the grave episode blah 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 is now available so mm. um it really helps us as well if you mm. can hit that subscribe button so mm. yeah and 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 thank you all for listening you know yeah. and have 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 a really great great summer yeah um, indeed indeed um so we can't go can't finish the season without mm. finding out what you're having for dinner sunny 
Right, I'll tell you what. I thought I might have, if I can make it, a wild garlic pizza. And I tell you, I tell you for why. Because I happened to be in an episode, or Lillian happened to be in an episode early in the week, I don't know if you recall this, but she and Justin went down round to Adam's yes. uh, Honeysuckle Cottage and, and dear Ian had made for them a wild garlic, garlic pizza. pizza. And I thought, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. So uh, I'll let you know how I get on. Wow, you're not doing any personal appearances tomorrow, are you, after all the garlic for dinner? <laughs> definitely not, love, <laughs> definitely not. No, what, what, wait, listen, what, what, do you, what are you going to have for your dinner then? Well, I've got, I'm being very laid back about it. I've got a very dear friend who's coming, I've known since we were teenagers, so who lives in the States, who's coming over um, to stay. Mm. And I don't really know what he's eaten today and how hungry he's been. So I've got a choice of two or three different things. Oh, that's very nice. And I'll just be laid back and see what he fancies when what he arrives. He well, that's a marvellous hostess. Marvellous hostess to give choice. Yeah. I don't think I give choice. You're a marvellous friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think I'm more... It's just, um, they're all very easy to do. So... Yeah, it's, a, it's just such a nice time of year to be cooking because there's yeah, so much yeah. fresh stuff around. I know, and it's a, it's a beautiful day, so, um, yeah, right, probably, well, probably something lighter. Anyway, all right, love, you take care and uh, lots of love to everybody out uh, there. Yeah, and see you again soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to our One Stiletto in the Grey podcast. If you'd like to see behind-the-scenes clips and bonus content, please visit our Facebook page, One Stiletto in the Grey podcast. And if you'd like to ask any questions, follow us on Twitter at One Stiletto 65. This podcast is produced by Raggedy House Productions and the music composed by Tom Smith. See you next time. 